So in Romans 1, Romans 15, we see the struggle that both family and mission has with one another. Like we desire to kind of stay together and, you know, just have to, you know, hang on to this thing. But we know that if we're going to continue to progress, if we're going to continue to transition, we know that that those types of things are going to put a strain on Mm -hmm. what currently is. And for some, it could be stronger relationships. And for others, it can weaken the relationship. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radner, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. The world tells us our differences should divide us. But the gospel, it has a different story. Our mission, our calling, his command, is a mission that unites every Christ follower in a way that stands out, a way that doesn't make sense to the world. Join us June 13th and 14th at SEND Conference to be refreshed and celebrate the church together on mission. A free event hosted by the International Mission Board and North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. Learn more at SendConference.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, joined by Dahadi Lewis, the lead pastor of Blueprint in Atlanta. Dahadi, I feel like it's been a while since we've been on the show together. Good to see you, man. I know. I I just felt like, man, you guys are getting too comfortable with uh, me not being on here. I feel like I'm being you know, cast off the island, but you know, I'm oh, back. No. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to jump back in, get into this thing. Never, 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 man. I'm glad for all the work that's been going on the last several months uh, and the Send Network all across North America. I know you've been uh, even in in Puerto Rico getting stuff done, man. It's It's been fantastic to see. I'm excited for the future. Hey, today we're going to tackle a subject that uh, was brought to us by uh, by Twitter. And so getting online this week, we noticed a conversation happening on Twitter. Someone asked the question. I think they just wanted to know for their own benefit, and they were seeing a trend. They asked the question, has church planting put a significant strain on your long-term friendships? And there were about 70 people who voted in this in this poll, and 93% of people who responded said, yes, church planting has had a significant strain on their long-term friendships. And man, that was so interesting to me that I thought, I want to talk about this. Um, so Dahadi, as we jump into this, man, I would just love to hear from you when it came to church planting. Uh, when you first got started, did you see that happen in your life? Did church planting, did it bring a strain on relationships when you set out to plant? Yeah, it 100% does. I mean, you know, there's interesting because on some relationships got stronger and tighter mm-hmm. and some relationships got weaker, you know, and I think that is just one, it's just the nature of just transition, you know, in mm-hmm. any types of transition in any way, there's this, this element of as we're going into this next season of life that we need to, there needs to be a level of intentionality that's going to take place. I mean, we all have the goodbyes. We all say, Hey, you know, things are not going to change. It's going to be exactly the same, you know, but we all know that the reason why we're planting this is so that it's not going to be the same. It's going to be some things that are different. So I think that that is key. So it, 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 
it's about change management, I, I think, in a lot of ways. So that's one. The second thing that I would say is that this is not something that is new. I mean, mm -hmm. the very essence of both wow. community and our family and missions are they're they can be, have they can struggle with one another paul in romans chapter one says like you know in romans chapter 15 really he says man i've made it my aim right to not preach the gospel on another man's foundation but on the flip side you know we see paul saying like i yearn to come see you that mm -hmm. that are in rome so in romans 1 romans 15 we see the struggle that both family and mission has with one another. Like we desire to kind of stay together and, you know, just have to, you know, hang on to this thing. But we know that if we're going to continue to progress, if we're going to continue to transition, we know that, that those types of things are going to put a strain on mm -hmm. what currently is. And for some, it could be stronger relationships. And for others, it can weaken the relationship. So yes oh, and yes. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely see that too. Uh, I I thought back to when I left my home church to be sent out to church plant, and I just kind of came to. I was a youth pastor for several years, and I came to my workers and the the college age volunteers who had been in the youth group and grown up, and then had begun to serve with me. And I remember sharing with them my passion and my desire to go plant. I wanted them to come with me. Hey, let's go, let's go reach this different group of people, and nobody wanted to. And in fact, many people felt this this sense of betrayal, like. Mm. We had a vision. We had a plan. We thought that this is what we were going to do together for the next season of life. And you're leaving. And, and there was a strain, honestly, for several years of I felt like they weren't supportive of me going and they felt like I was not supportive of them as I went. And it took a lot of relationship uh, building, you know, and, and kind of rebuilding years later uh, to build some of that back. And I think a lot of people sense that. In fact, Dottie, I think this is something for us to, to think about as well. One of the responders to this question said that they planted in their own community. Now, you as a sending church pastor, you're going to see churches planted and have already seen churches plant out of your church into other areas of Atlanta. And they said that when they left their home church to go plant, those relationships that were in their home church, people who didn't go with them, were strained. Uh, man, what are some dangers in that? How do we how do we prevent some of that from happening, do you think? Well, I mean, it, it's the... The old adage, right? You know, we talk about the Christian bubble. We talk about the inner circle. We talk about all these things. You know, multiplication. It, it's it's something that we wrestle with on a city group level. It's something that we wrestle with on all levels of ministry. You mm -hmm. know, and the reason why a lot of times your people don't want your church to grow. Like we want to grow, but we don't want to grow because we loved it back in the days when we were just kind of all connected. You know, it's the reason why city groups don't like to multiply or be launched yeah. out. You know, I mean, I've seen so many pastors talking about don't use the language split. Don't use, you know, just kind of like these things because of the the essence of people. You build this sense of um, intimacy, this circle of trust. You build this sense of like, OK, I, I belong. I matter. And then all of a sudden you're saying, like, give it all up. Right. Yeah. And that and that's that's hurtful. That's painful. And so whenever whether you're going away or whether you're even staying local. That's a hard thing. And, you know, and the other thing is, is that there's like normal kind of rhythms of life. If they're not normally kind of intersecting anymore, you yeah. know, where you had those those touch points. Right. Like this thing about the, the average person that, you know, if I was in a church and I was being sent out and to start my own church or to start my own city group, you know, what what happens was at first, you know, for instance, in our city groups, 
our kids, we're all, you know, all of our kids are playing basketball together or soccer together. We're all studying the word together in our city group, you know, Bible study meeting. We're all serving together. You know, so like in a month, we'll see each other six, seven, eight, nine, ten times just wow. on natural touches. I'm not talking about, hey, let's get together. I'm just talking about on natural touches and natural rhythms. Now, if I'm going to do a new work to to further advance the gospel, now I'm here. It I don't have that natural intersection with you anymore. It has to be, hey, Noah, you know, Angie and I would love to get with you and your wife and let's get together and you know, we got to set a time, set a, it got, it takes a discipline now. Now, even for the most committed of those, you went from 10 times a month to, let's just say, once a month. You know, that is a new relationship no matter what. Yeah. And I think those who are able to grieve well, right, who, who, who are able to speak the truth, and those who are able to grieve and to say, like, this is sad. You know, but it's like, but also have joy because it's the furthering of the gospel, like, and willing to deal with the pain and the hurt of that sadness. I think are those the ones who are able to, you know, we have had those relationships where they say, you know, when we get together, we just kind of pick off, pick up where we left off. It was like, even though we're not spending as much time, we're still able as, as if we were. And I think that that is something that we have to consider because there's nothing that we can do with the dynamic of multiplication you know, in the strain or the sadness that that's going to come when um, working with family. Man, that's right. And not only do you have that, we're not moving from from seeing each other eight, nine, ten times a month to maybe once a month with intentionality, but you often don't even have the margin if you desire the intentionality. Uh, Larry Osborne in his book, uh, Sticky Church, he talks about relationships are the the thing that close the back door. Everybody's coming in the front door of the church, and just as quickly, they're going out the back door unless you shut the door uh, to keep them. And the way you keep them is through relationship-based small groups. But he says that human beings, we're all like those big chunky Legos. You know, we've got about eight, 10, maybe 12 at best connectors. And most people who are already in the church have existing relationships, they're, all their connectors are full. And to bring in new people to your life, you've got to remove one of the other Legos to leave spaces available. And so what we're doing as we expand and multiply the church is we're saying, I'm taking off connectors so I can be open for new ones. And when you now begin to meet with someone else eight, 10 times a month, you though you want to stay connected to these other folks over here, you often can't. And like you said, I remember Jeff Vanderstelt said this in a, in a boot camp online video that he made with Soma. He said, with every multiplication of a small group, there's a little bit of death. And yeah. like you said, man, you've got to grieve the death and then celebrate that out of that death is going to come life and multiplication. Yeah. And so, man, that's really good. And so we, we talked about the strain on relationships when you plant. What about as we, a little bit as we grow as well as we multiply, but what about, what about when someone leaves? So as church planters, we're the ones leaving initially to go start something new. But as pastors and as multiplying churches, we begin to experience people leaving or just as pastors, members, longtime members, maybe leave. What about that? How have you seen that affect relationships over the years? Yeah. Well, I mean, this over and over again, we've had the privilege at Blueprint to labor with some of my closest friends over the years and, you know, and seeing some of the strain of even having to send them out. You have people like James Roberson and John Anwuchekwa, Muchi Ukebu, you know, Sam Dula, 
Ryan McCammick. Like you have some of these guys that you, you've been laboring with for years and then all of a sudden you're sending them out. I, I always were talk about the day when I walked into John's office. I mean, I labored with this guy for t- nine years. I walked into his office and his office was empty, you know, and I was yeah. just like, man. You know, and this there was this a uh, a hard reality. And as much as I would have liked love to say, man, we're gonna stay close together. We're gonna be we're gonna continue to have what we had before. We'll just continue to do it. I just knew that that wasn't gonna be the case. You know, and you know, especially for a person who's kind of built like me, I'm more apostolic in my you know my giftings and my passions. And so it's kind of like I'm I'm always moving ahead. You know, I actually. You know, part of my my dream is that I want to like be around like a team of like eight or nine or ten people, and then we're all like rangers for the Lord, right? And like we just go on these special tasks and missions everywhere we go, and like we do a project. So what changes is not our friendships; is we our project, our task change. We go in for a year and we kind of get it. We got we all play our parts, and then yeah. we then we kind of move on to the next mission. Because it is that it's just like where I'm apostolic and apostolic and want to see new territory, new ground one. But it's so it, it can be lonely oftentimes because you keep on raising up and sending out leaders that are close to you, that are that you care for. And, you know, and, and a lot of times those relationships do bring strain, you know, in the, in the bottom line is my relationship with all of those guys ha- has never been the same and will never be the same, you know, um, you know, in the, in the current configuration of it. And so it, it's mm. one of those things that you, you grieve. Yeah, man, that's, that's true. We've experienced that too at August gate over the years. You know, I planted with a team of three guys and we eventually sent one of them out uh, four or five years into our plant to plant another church in the city. Meanwhile, we'll bring other people in and, and send them out. But then this last year we walked through a, tradi- uh, a transition where um, my best friend of 17 years, we've been doing ministry together for 17 years in different avenues. Uh, we went from a multi-site church to, to now leading autonomous churches. And um, man, just even yesterday, I saw him at a church planning meeting here in St. Louis, and uh, we just hugged each other and embraced each other. And then during the lunch portion, we just sat next to each other on purpose. And someone even came up and said, this feels like the old days. It feels like when we just got started, we were prayer walking and driving around St. Louis and dreaming. And so much has changed. So much life has happened. And we'll never get any of that back. But it's good because he is now leading at a higher capacity and I'm leading at a higher capacity. And we're going to eventually send more people out. Um, But there can be strain. You know, if we sat around and we worried all day long, what's he thinking? Does he not care for me in the same way? What does our friendship not being as tight mean? And I think it takes a lot of thick skin. Um, I didn't grow up as a pastor's kid. My wife did. And so she was always, you know, moving on, seeing people move on. And she learned to deal with that. And there'll be seasons I get my feelings about people leaving. And she reminds me, hey, this is the natural part of the gospel. If if we're going to trust the Lord for the next thing, we're always going to see people leaving. And um, and it's it's hard, but it's real. It it reminds me of the idea of, you know what you know in marriage and relationships any marriage get marriage to work it's you have to choose trust over suspicion you know mm-hmm. because distance right can bring that that distrust and so oftentimes if you unless you are cultivating trust over suspicion you will find yourselves kind of letting your mind wonder 
you know, and those things. And so I, I, I agree. I think it's really important for us to make sure that we are like, you know, pressing in, leaning in, making sure that there's that there's that you're cultivating that trust over suspicion in there. Yeah. Here's one of the things, Dahadi, that I've learned I think is helpful as I thought about this subject today is the difference between being sent and leaving. So at our church, whenever covenant members are leaving, uh, for, for good reasons, not, not because of sin or not because of some sort of drama, but they're leaving, they're moving, they get a new job, or it's time for them to move on to a new church because just their life has changed or whatever it might be. We don't want any of our covenant members to ever leave. We want to send them out because when you send them, there's not the suspicion. There's not the unresolved conflict. Instead, it's we believe God is taking you somewhere. He's going to go before you, come behind you, and there's a clear breaking of that this, this is what a relationship was. Now here is what it is now. When people leave, there's all that, it's all nebulous. And so I think what's really good about planting as well. And so I would encourage those of you who are going to plant churches in and around your city, always send. Don't let it get to the point of somebody's leaving. Uh, there are people in my church in the past that have said, I feel called to plant a church. And I didn't feel they were called yet. We said, hey, as, as your leaders, as your pastors, we don't yet see it, but let us help you get there and discern it. That's why I think that a church planning assessment like Senate Network Assessments is help because, uh, it's helpful because it allows somebody else to speak into it. We always want people to, to be sent and not leave because when they do, there's that clear, that clear division of this is what our relationship looks like moving forward. Is there anything else you've seen, Dahadi, that's helpful in that process to make sure that things are clear and things are defined? Yeah, well, I think one on the both, like what you just said, on the front end, but also the back end, you know, um, you know, when that person comes and tells you, hey, I'm starting to feel this, this calling or this desire, like you clarify expectations early. Right. Mm. And then as you and you all to, throughout the process, make sure that you're constantly doing check ins. And then when you're sending, you're very clear with that. Now, when it comes to specifically members for us, I think it's it's important. We have a onboarding process and then also a, an exiting, you know, our sending um, process, um, you know, but all of our members, whether, you know, they leave because they're frustrated with the church or not, you know, we, we say that we're going to walk with you and what we tell them for six months. And that's kind of expectation, like wow. four, six months. And after six months, that's when basically we are, there is kind of the expectation that you will be a part of another church. You will get connected because that's what it means to be a faithful member that we just believe that you got a, a faithful membership Our faithful believers are faithful members, you know, and that, and, and part of a local church. And so we, so we have that process and, you know, in our covenant that we recite, you know, at, at our members, it's in our, we, we state that we say, and, you know, and if I ever decide to leave blueprint church, I will join a church within the first six months, you know? So wow. like we, because we just put that as an expectation to let them know that you need to be a part of family because a lot of times people will leave and says, well, I just want to, I'm just going to stay connected with blueprint. No, we just know how that works is that you end up kind of getting, you know, drifting off to oblivion. You know, you're in another state, you're, you know, and, and there's, you may keep it up for a few months, but then after you start getting your new rhythms, new friends, new things, and if you haven't developed that discipline of gathering a new church, then you're, you're going to find yourself kind of lonely and isolated. And so we're just really intentional, you know, about that. You know, we, so yeah, so I just think that for us, it has been a, it has been a journey. But one of the things that, again, that I said before, no matter how exciting 
or how frustrating it is when a person leaves, it is it it's an emotional toil. It's emotional. So like celebrating, I mean, I think I've shared this before, but like literally because for a season, we were sending out a church every year, like a different church every year for, for a season. And so in 2019, before all the pandemic happened, we had to literally go to our church and tell them, Hey, we are not going to plan a church this year because it was so hard on our members you know, that ones that I was staying, they was like, we're not going to plan a church, even though we already had a guy that we could, you know, yeah. send out. It was like, we're not going to do it. And so, because we've been playing like the last four or five years, we were sending out a new, because we don't, at Blueprint, we don't just send out a person, we send out families, yeah. you know, to go with that person. And so there was just like, I, you know, one person came to me and says, I just don't, I'm not going to get connected with anybody. Because if I, I feel like if I get connected with someone, you're just going to send them out and do a church plant anyway. Yeah. So, Forget it, you know, and it's kind of like, and what they were expressing was their hurt, their pain, you know, and I can spiritualize them. I can Bible beat them and tell them, oh, you got to think about the kingdom. No, the the bottom line is whether it's kingdom driven or not, it still is hurt. It still is painful. And we just got to help pastor our people through these moments. But if we're, we also got to be willing to pastor ourselves through that moment. I really do think as a pastor, one of our number one jobs um, personally is to constantly cultivate our heart to pursue God above all else and, mm. and to keep our hearts softened because what we will do is that we will just start throwing out words and like, like pre-packaged phrases, pre-packaged terms, been there, done that. And we just kind of have a kind of a auto repeat, you know, and what happens is that in the process that our hearts get hardened, you know, in that, but we got to, I really believe it's a good thing to feel the pain, mm. whether we sent them out or whether we not. I like, I tell people, I want to keep weeping for everyone that leaves on mm-hmm. good terms and bad terms. I want to keep my heart softened. I want to, I want, I want to keep feeling that because if you don't, like you won't do well and you won't be a multiplier and you'll come up with a whole, a whole bunch of reasons wow. to, to, to hold people in and you just won't, do it. You have to grieve well because it's lost and it's mm-hmm. sad. So we got to grieve well. Man, it's good. Hey, before we close, I just want to put a plug in for Send Network. That's why one of our core values is family. And we know that as pastors, we can get gun shy too, just like the members of your church that are like, I don't want to connect with anybody because they're just going to leave. Uh, we can feel that way in ministry as planters and pastors. We see people coming and going. I'm not going to connect it with anybody long term or very deeply because I don't want to deal with the pain of being hurt. One of the beautiful things about Send Network is we never plant alone and that in our cities and our geographic region, even beyond that, because of technology and events that we have, we can build relationships with other church planning couples so that we have long-term relationships. People who are with us, even if they're not with us, they're going to be uh, as they they do ministry near us. And so if you're planting alone, hey, consider joining up with Send Network uh, where we have family as a very high priority. Manda Hadi, thank you so much for speaking into this today. Things can be beneficial for people to think about. Planters, think through this, pray through this, deal with the hurt that comes along with it because it's worth it. Multiplying the kingdom is worth it. Thanks for joining us today for this episode. If you want to know more about church planting with the Send Network, uh, you can check us out online at sendnetwork.com. If you want information from us, you can text the words Send Network to 888-123. That's 888 888- one, two, three. We'd love to connect with you. Hit subscribe, share this, check us out. We'd love to connect. And until next time, we are Send Network.
You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.